Welcome to The Breakthrough Hour with Pastor Camille McKenzie. Arise to your dominion. Don't it tarry. It shall speak. Who am I speaking to? Pastor Camille McKenzie is a powerful woman of God who was anointed and appointed to execute the spiritual mandate. You must win. She operates in the five-fold ministry to bring deliverance by the power of the Holy Ghost to a lost world. But I come to prophesy to somebody and let you know that Jehovah has the final say. This is your breakthrough hour. Here is Pastor Camille Sophia. Sam and Peter, bond servant, we'll read alternatively. Second Peter chapter 1, 1 to 10. Sam and Peter, bond servant an apostle of Jesus Christ to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. Go ahead and read. As His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory virtue but also for this very reason given all diligence add to your faith virtue to virtue knowledge To godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted. Even so blindness. And has forgotten that he was cleansed. From his old sins. I want to go to verse 11. And last. For so an entrance will be supplied to you. Abundantly. Into the everlasting kingdom. Of our Lord. And Savior. Jesus Christ. Bow your head Father. Anoint this word, save lives, destroy principalities and powers. Father, let it not return void, but let there be an accomplishment in the house. Cover me now from witches, wickedness, bad mind. And Father, I pray that what I preach will not come from a place of self. But I humble myself now, God, to be used. Whatever you have to say in this house, use me to say it in the season as I submit to your authority in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn to your neighbor while you're sitting and say to your neighbor, neighbor, settle your account. Come on, find another neighbor that look like they're excited and want to be in church and say, settle your account. Come on, talk to somebody else around the back and say, settle your account. Settle your account. By way of homiletics, three points. Assess your life. Point number two, improve your calling. Point number three, settle your account. I'm just going to do a little bit of housekeeping. I'm going to ask that we refrain from walking while the word is going forth. I'm going to ask the ushers to hold the door. And just so that we reverence the Holy Spirit so there's no distraction. So I'm just going to ask that we put this house now under curfew um, unless it's a young child that needs to go to the washroom. But other than that, let us just reverence the almighty God. Hallelujah. By way of introduction, as we assess our lives, the question is, are we happy with ourselves? You see, some of you have been saved for a time, a very long time, and your walk has become monotonous. It can be just going through the motions. It can be 
just going through formalities. See, as we anticipate the second coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we can inadvertently lower the standards, decrease, decrease our enthusiasm, and shirk our roles and our responsibility. Beloved, the pandemic has been prevalent and has been upon the earth for two years. And it has robbed us from socializing and engaging. We've been separated in the name of social distances and safety. And our dreams may have been placed on hold. And our normal livelihood has been disturbed. The future of our children seems grim. Our employment threatened. And our welfare and health has been constantly attacked. However, I come by to tell you, don't allow the unfavorable circumstances of the pandemic to affect your eternal account. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's time to settle your account. Allow me to give you a synopsis of the text so that we can bring it into contextualization. Second Peter was written to Jewish Gentile Christians living in Asia Minor and was originated in Rome. The book was written shortly before Peter's death. So we're not certain of his death, but we know that he was martyred during the Neronian persecution in about AD 64 to 68 by Nero. The purpose of the book was to urge believers to make fruitful progress in their Christian faith. However, the book criticizes false teachers who distort the authentic apostolic tradition and predicts judgment for them. Second Peter explained that God is patient and has not yet brought the second coming of Christ in order that more people will have the chance to reject evil and find salvation. It calls on Christians to wait patiently for the perusia and to study scripture. Perusia means the second coming. So Peter was now writing to give the Christians solid teaching to help them understand and prepare themselves for the second coming. And if you go through first and second Peter, you're going to see there's warning against false teachers of the ages. But the question though was why was Peter writing with such a vehement concern on eschatology? Eschatology means the study of the end times. So all throughout the books of first and second Peter, we see the warning of the coming of Jesus. And the reason Peter kept armoring it is because it's important. And it was also because there were false teachers who were prevalent in that era. These false teachers, beloved, cease not to perpetrate the gospel, refuting the facts of the second coming. Peter now feared that the false teachers might take advantage of those who were ignorant and those people who were unstable. Right, And so he's writing now uh, to, to illuminate them about the second coming. For example, you see some false teachers reason that since Paul taught justification by faith, Christians could do whatever they like. They argued that the more a believer sin, the more God had the opportunity to demonstrate his grace. So they were messing them up. You see, there was a blog that I read according to the Berean Baptist Church. And listen what it says. It said the second chapter of 2 Peter begins with a solemn warning for Christians in every generation. In the first century, the seeds of heresy were already beginning to grow. As Satan was busily trying to tear down the work of the gospel and blind people's eyes to the truth. The apostle Paul speaks of Judaism in Galatians chapter 1. 
and that taught that they taught false gospel and opposed the teaching of pure grace and faith alone as the instrumental cause of justification. The Apostle John spoke of the Antichrist that denied the incarnation and the full deity of Jesus Christ. Jude warns about deceivers that sneak into uh, the church and bring in heresies that deny the faith uh, that was given through the teachings of Jesus and the apostles. This is a very common theme in the New Testament and one that would be keenly be aware of. When I went to seminary, we had the opportunity to go through the gospel and we had to do an exercise. And when we begin to go through the gospel, beloved, when you begin to go from Matthew to Revelation, the entire uh, New Testament is eschatological in nature. What does that mean? Every book speaks of the second coming. Jesus spent time upon time to speak about the second coming and how important it is. But now we see in this, in this book of Peter that false prophets rose up to distort their ideologies about Jesus coming back to mess them up. Oh, I want you to know that the same way that the false teacher existed then is the same thing that is prevalent in the universe right now. We are approaching the second coming of Jesus Christ and every false prophet you can think of has risen up and in certain churches they want you to water it down ah, because you see there's so many things that is rising up against the ultimate truth of Jesus Christ being crucified and the fact of the matter that is going to return anytime sooner you see false teachers are prevalent in all through the gospel because their job is to make sure that you don't make it into heaven and so they come in many different forms. You got Gnostics. You got the educators. You have everything in the universe that is trying to convince us that Jesus is not real. You have everything in the universe that's trying to convince us that there is no heaven. Oh, good God Almighty. Everything is trying to convince us that we don't need to serve God. And the question I ask, why is Satan so vehement to make sure that you don't understand Jesus. Why is he so vehement to make sure that you don't give your life to the Lord? If there was that something on the other side, why does he put up a barrier? Why there's so much warfare against the church? Why is there so much warfare against you when you decide to follow Jesus? If it was so sweet and dandy, why when you're in the world everything seems like it's okay? But as soon as you step in the pearly gates, oh good God, kingdom of darkness, stand up strong. I come by to tell you, you gotta watch out for false teaching. You gotta watch out for false doctrine. You gotta watch out for the things that come. Oh good God, to perpetrate you and to water it down and to tell you that Jesus is not real. Oh, but the devil is real though. You can see him in the atmosphere. You can feel his hatred when they try to kill you. When they try to destroy you, when they try to take you out, who is that? That's the devil at work. So if the devil is real, why is Jesus not real? Why is God not real? I come to preach to somebody and to let you know you gotta look up, open up your eyes, and realize what time it is. It's stock taking time, it's assessment time, it's preparation time. Why are you to turn your neighbor to my point and tell my tell your neighbor, assess your life, 
Assess your life. Tell your neighbor. Assess your life. Come on. Assess your life. Start looking internally within your life. It's assessment time. So in First Peter 1, he talk about the heavenly inheritance and how to live before God. In chapter 2, he told us that we are chosen. In chapter 3, he addressed the home, teaching us how to live as husbands and wives. In chapter 4, he told us how to suffer and serve unto, unto the glory of God. In chapter 5, he admonished the elders ah, to shepherd the flock that we must submit to God. But in 2 Peter chapter 1 brings me to my text. He addressed how we should grow in faith. Uh, you see, he was now ready to be offered ready to die because in those days if you call yourself a Christian you better be prepared to die and the other thing that I learned in seminary that jumped out at me is these people that were with Jesus if Jesus was not real they wouldn't want to die for him oh good God almighty oh but that was staring Peter in the face but he did not have a pity party he did not complain he did not go under his juniper Patria. He didn't begin to blame people. Oh, good God Almighty. But he had his mind on the kingdom. He had his mind on God's people. When you are a child of God, no matter what beats you, your heart is always going to be in the right place because you want others to advance. Even when you're in your demise, you're not going to go under this bitterness where everybody around you must suffer. Oh, but you can undergird your oh good God almighty and keep it real so here is Peter now about to be beheaded not nothing cute but he decided hard to warn them he got about to be beheaded and he's telling them he said beloved make your calling an election sure turn to your neighbor say neighbor make your calling an election sure Turn to somebody and say, make your calling on election tour. You see, assessment is very crucial and very important if we intend to improve on anything in this life. To assess your life by way of definition means the action or an instance of making a judgment about it. You know yourself better than anybody else. Yeah, 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 yeah. They say you can fool man, but you can't fool God. You know where you've been, what you've done in your sanctified body. You know the things you've said. You know the things you've done. You know the deeds you've done. You don't need nobody to assess you. And I'm so glad that I'm not a priest of the Roman Catholic Church because I couldn't take to hear everybody's sin and still come up and stand up and preach. But good God Almighty, I'm so glad that we're in a dispensation where we can keep it real and say, God, I'm a thief. I'm a wicked. I'm a drunkard. I'm a prostitute. I've got some issues. I'm jacked up. I'm messed up. I'm walked up. Anything you can think about, it has happened to me. But it's me, God, standing in the need of prayer. I don't need to go to Pastor Camille. I just need to build an altar. Oh, good God Almighty. For the song say, is your all at the altar of sacrifice laid? Your all must the spirit control. So what are some of the things affecting your spiritual growth and development? If you expect to advance in 2022, you got to access where you are now. Uh, what is it in your life that is affecting your account? Is your account in good standing for heaven? And uh, what are some things that might affect uh, your account? Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. If Jesus should return right now, is your account in good standing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, beloved, you, you know yourself. I told you, you know yourself better than me. You know yourself better than anybody in this church. You know what's in your account. You see, the narcissist will say, everything is okay with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God, the religious fools will say, yeah. 
yeah, I'm okay. I'm good. Ribo Sanda Rabasataya. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And we're in an era and a dispensation filled with narcissists and religious fools. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who put themselves in a higher category than everybody else. And everybody is in the hellbound category. And only them alone are going to heaven. They got no grace. They got no mercy. And all they do is criticize everybody and talk about their sin. But they never go to God and say, God, I got some issue. Because they think they're all right. They think everything is okay. But I know I'm not going to be 100% all right until God come back for me. And so every time I get a chance, I get me down onto knees city. And I say, God, it's me again. Standing in the need of prayer. But you see the world and the church is affected by narcissists, pharisaical attitudes and kill Riva Satanaba. The church is messed up with Pharisees, pharisaical spirit with no grace and no mercy, but judgmental that when Jesus showed up on the scene, they could not realize the new order. They were too busy talking about everybody's sin and trying to look cute. And every time that there was a fasting, they make everybody know. You see me, I'm fasting. I'm so righteous. I'm religious. Do you see me? I am so, I'm so righteous and holy. Oh, But we need some people with some servant heart. I say, God, you're not done with me yet. But because of the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all unrighteousness, God, there's some wretchedness in me. If you don't take it out, I'm going to go to hell. But it's me standing in the need of prayer. Some days I'm good, but some days I miss the mark. But have mercy, have mercy upon me. So there's a few things that can affect your account. And here are a few. This list is not all exhausting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some people, it's anger. For some people, it's wrath. It's malice. It's lying. It's cheating. It's adultery. It's fornication. It's serious attitude issues. Oh, yeah, you're in church. You say, but you got attitude issues. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you neglect your position in church. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some, sometimes you don't pay your tithe. Sometimes you gossip. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you undermine and you criticize leaders and pastors and prophets and apostles. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You tear them down, but God still using them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, yes. Uh, and sometimes you sabotage the ministry and some people are negative. Yeah, are negative. And they use their negative tongue to persuade everybody around them. Their tongue is not encouraging. There's no grace in their tongue, but they speak in tongues. Oh, they say they love God, but they're not encouraging in their words. Oh, but I come by to tell you, the Bible said, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good for the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers Ephesians 4.29 can I go deeper wherefore seeing we are compassed with so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily beset us and let us run patiently the race that is set before us Hebrews 12.1 and 2 yeah will a man rob God yet he have robbed me but he say wherein have you robbed me in tithe and offering Malachi 3 8 and 9 oh yeah but no he also put off all these things anger wrath malice blasphemy filthy communication out of your mouth Colossians 3 and verse 8 beloved it's assessment time it's time to look within yourselves and address your own sin you gotta prepare yourself for the heavenly oh God for the second coming you can't go to heaven with a carnal mind a carnal mind has to stay behind for no sin can enter in but we 
we're living in perilous times but Michael Jackson sing a song he said I'm talking to the man in the mirror I'm asking him to change his ways good God Almighty can this be the change you want to see oh good God Almighty I come to speak to you to set your own account set your own account look in your own life take the moat oh God out of your eye take it out of your own eye take out yeah 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 check out your own sins first and leave people business alone assess yourself assess yourself assess yourself and then he says he says what I tell you make your calling an election sure you need to improve my second point improve your calling you can't stay the same place you see improvement is defined as something that enhances value or excellence if you're going to be anything in 2022 you should strive to be an excellent Christian the question is how can we become excellent believers well Peter gave us the answer when you go back to 2nd Peter 1 5 to 8 you know what he says and he says beside this given all diligence add to your faith virtue Virtue means righteousness. And to righteousness, knowledge. Read your Bible. Read and get to know. Turn off the TV and read. I'm in a dispensation that I only watch TV for the news. To know where the lockdown is. But all my time is about listening to the word in my ears. If I'm not praying for people or counseling people, I don't even want to talk to people on the phone because I don't have time to talk about people's business or to talk about people. I am, I am, I am, I'm in a different mindset. So the little time, you can ask my children, something in the house is playing some type of scripture and something is worship. And if you go upstairs, something else is doing something. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm in the bathroom, I'm listening to worship or I'm listening to the scripture or I'm listening to a sermon. I don't have time for people business. Oh, good God of grace. I gotta keep my account in check. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I got kingdom business to look about. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you're on business for the king, you don't have time for foolishness. He says, from knowledge of temperance. Temperance. Some of you are filled with the spirit, but you're easily upset. Yes, yes, yes. And for temperance, it's a patience. God didn't do it yet, but still wait. Don't, don't, don't go and, and try out your own stuff. Wait on God. He may be sure, or maybe slow, but he's sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he says, when you have patience, you must have godliness. Some people are not godly. They call on the name of Jesus, but they're not godly. Yes, but he says, add to it godliness. And he said to godliness, brotherly kindness. You know, sometimes you can be so saved, but you're so selfish. You're only thinking about me, myself, and I. Oh, good God of grace, you don't think about others. Uh, you know, if somebody else is doing something in church, you don't think that they can be discouraged. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't say, my God, I need to be there because I don't want such and such to be discouraged. Yeah, I, I can't just think about myself, but I gotta think about somebody else. Oh, yeah, Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, kindness. In the seas of people are in need. Give them something. Yes, give them something. Share with them. Don't just pray for them. Yes, yeah, some of you have long prayers, but you don't give anything away. You pray and then you give them something. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, the two goes hand in hand. And then he said to brotherly kindness, you must add charity. Yes. He says, for if these things be in you and abound, that he shall neither be barren. So if you're a child of God and these things are not in you, you are barren. 
says, nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You want to improve your calling? Go check out the list. You know, when you go to school, you do a little check mark. Okay, I'm doing good in diligence. I'm doing good in faith. I'm doing good in, in virtue. Oh, but I need to do a better in, in brotherly kindness. Put the XDM and grade yourself, good man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, grade yourself. Do a good job to grade yourself. And go back and look at the list. And say, God, for 2022, I need to change some things about me. Oh, good God of grace. You know what Peter was saying? Peter was saying, when you improve your calling, you now possess an excellent spirit. You know, you know, you know what the church is lacking? A, a, a lot of people are, are, are spirit-filled and they have a lot of gifts. Gifts, oh yeah. Gifts. You can speak in tongues, you can interpret, you can prophesy, you can tell me, thus said God. But you know where the church is lacking? An excellent spirit. Excellent spirit. If we're going to approach 2022 and expect God to move, we got to examine ourselves that we have an excellent spirit. Can you imagine a church filled with people with excellent spirit? Oh, good God of grace. Can you imagine excellent people strategically placed all over the universe? Oh, yeah. Excellent spirit people in the hospital. Excellent spirit people at the airport. Excellent spirit people. Oh, good God of grace. In parliament. Excellent spirit people in the school system. Excellent spirit people doing your here. Yeah, the salon. Yeah, the stylist. Excellent spirit people in the restaurant. Excellent spirit people in the church. Strategically placed. Oh, good God of grace. That's a world changer. An influencer. A light in the darkness. Oh, good God of grace. But I come back to tell you, it's time to improve your calling. But the Bible emphatically states that you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hit. He says, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and he give it light unto all that are in the house. He said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father that is in heaven. God is looking for a church with excellent spirit. He's looking for people with excellent spirit. But God of grace that anywhere you go, somebody can say, who is that person? That person is different. They talk differently. They act differently. They walk differently. They think differently. They're a different creature. I want to get to know them because there's something, there's something about their spirit. I've never seen that kind of spirit in the workplace. They don't talk about people. They don't gossip. They don't bring down people. They're an encourager. They're a giver. Good God of grace. I've never seen that before. Who is that person with the excellent spirit? God is looking for some people that says, I'm on the praise team, but I'm sick and tired of ordinary. I'm sick and tired of formalities, but I gotta take it higher and I gotta take it deeper. He's looking for people in the church to say, I'm not gonna make it monotonous. Oh, good God of grace, but I'm gonna improve. For 2022, I'm going to improve. I'm going to improve. I got some improvement to do. You know that you can be saved for a long time and just going through formalities? Yes. Yes. And you can be saved for a long time and your heart is far from God. You're just going through the formalities. You're not close to God. 
you're not constantly growing or being fruitful. The things you struggled with last year, you're struggling with them this year. You did nothing about them last year. And you know what they do each year? They grow. And you're in charge, but you're cold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're cold. Your heart is far from God. Peter is not writing to the unshaved. He's writing to believers. Because he realized if he allow these desires and these false teachers to get the best of them, yes, it's going to affect their calling. And he's saying you've got to make sure your calling and election is sure. Because if these things are not in you and abound, you're heading somewhere, but it's not in the heavenly direction. Oh, Rabbi Satya, Aranai Ministries, the Bible says that Daniel had an excellent spirit. Oh, good God Almighty, his spirit was so excellent that those around him notice it. The king notice it. When you have an excellent spirit, it's noticeable. You don't need to chomp your arm. You don't need to tell nobody. They will see that you have an excellent spirit. The church need to arise in this dispensation and go back and take back some people in the world with your excellent spirit. As you go through COVID, you can't be bitter. Oh God, you can't bring down the standard because of COVID. But you gotta bring up the standard. You gotta improve your calling. You gotta make sure you're calling an election tour. Yeah, I told you last week, you're in a race. But the race is not for the swift. And the battle is not for the strong. But it's for those who can endure to the end. When you come at the end of the finish line, guys. When you come at the end of the finish line, beloved, you can't slacken yourself. You gotta stretch out yourself. And know it's time to bring up the standard. God is looking for a people with standard. That's why Peter says, be holy. For I, God, am holy. Then he says, he reminds them, you're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. God has chosen you. He has called you out of darkness. Oh, good God Almighty, call out of darkness to come into the light. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. Come on, Adonai. Arise in your excellent spirit. Tell that friend, we don't talk about people. Tell that friend, we don't use our mouth for that. I'm going into 2022. I don't want no negative energy. Good God of grace. I'm settling my account. I'm preparing myself. Whether or not I go, I must be ready. I want to be ready when Jesus comes. Oh, good God of grace. But when the role is called up yonder, will you be there? Are you ready? Are you ready for the second coming? Are you ready to meet Jesus? Where is your account at? Go back and check it out because it's not taking time. And I'm closing. Settle your account. Settle your account. Settle your account. I come out to tell you Jesus is coming soon. I know you've been hearing it for 2,000 years. But there's a reason why every other verse has the eschatological discourse. Because it's very important. Oh, but it's time to settle your account. It's not time to play church. Oh, good God of grace. But he says, make your calling. Ah, not Minister Micah's calling. Ah, it's not Sister Debian calling. It's not Minister Dave calling. It's not Sister Barbara's calling. Oh, he says, make your calling an election. Sure, it's your calling. 
is not my calling. Oh, don't put it on me. I'm just here to bring the message. But you got to make your calling. I say make your calling. All night, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. The earth is ripe for the second coming. You got to shame the devil to Satan. You got no chains over me. I'm ready to give my life to Jesus Christ. I am sold out for God Almighty. Settle your account. Settle your account. Settle your account. You're in church. You better become an encourager. I don't care who's up here. Whoever is up here represent the kingdom. And anybody who represent the kingdom, I'm with them. Uh, even if you don't do it that great, I'm with you. Too much competition in church. Too much different things. But the focus should be on the set person that stand here. You should dismiss everything else that you're doing and focus and says, We're gonna help you. Good God, we're gonna hold up your hand because it's about the kingdom of the Almighty God. Make your calling. Make your calling. When people bow out, I don't quarrel with them. I just put my hand in gear. Ribasha, I say, Holy Ghost, anoint me now. If I got to move into a position today, I don't mind. I'm a servant of the Most High God. And I'm not here to keep no malice with nobody. But I'm here to jump in the position. And I'm not going to come and beg you. Especially if you've been saved for a long time. You should know by now. Good God Almighty. Too many people in the kingdom. In bibs and triplets. It's about time you realize about what God has called you to. same fire when Bishop Mackenzie was standing in this pulpit you give me anything to do ask anybody who was around that time from the schoolroom. I would do anything and don't you know that we have arguments sometimes but you wouldn't know it because I never walk away from anything and some of you may have even seen where we have altercation but I never 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 because it's about the kingdom of God you got to put your mind on the kingdom set your mind on the kingdom it's end time we're in. People are dying. Too much self. Too much self. God, does the people know what time it is? Do they know what time it is? Do they see the signs of the time? God, when are they going to get it right? It's not time. If you're mature, raise your maturity to another level. Good God Almighty, because the signs of the time are upon us. How many people go in their family and spend their time to tell them that Jesus is coming? many people oh but we fuss about the simplest thing pastor you should not change it from white to blue or blue to white and pastor why the carpet is like this and why this is like this and, and i'm saying good god almighty god is sending the harvest to adonai do we realize what time it is he's making sure that the world know about jesus before he steps in good god almighty oh lay aside
set to your account. If you're not saved, you need to set to your account. You need to give your life to Jesus. You need to pick it up in your mind and tell Satan, you have held me down for too long and I'm not going to serve you anymore. I denounce you in Jesus' name. Nobody should have to come and force you because it's heaven or it's hell. It's if you, are you either you continue in it and right now death is walking. So you might not even make it to know 70, 80, 90 and 100 because death is taking on people. Oh, good God Almighty. I have a brother that followed me 42 years of age. I didn't know of him having any sickness and he died three weeks ago. sickness is walking and confusion and every evil work is in the atmosphere. We must arise. We must arise. For 2022 we must put our differences aside and arise. your account make Peter saying your calling and election thanks for listening our mission here is simple to bring you the saving love of Jesus Christ through salvation we hope you'd subscribe and share this podcast so you can receive the latest podcast in your daily victorious Christian walk with God. We also invite you to visit our website, www.adonaiministries.ca, to know more about us. You can also follow us on social media to join our live services online to stay connected. Worship with us this Sunday at Adonai Ministries Toronto, located at 1111 Finch Avenue West, Unit 34, Toronto, Canada. We'd love to pray with you today. Simply call plus one, six, four, seven, eight, eight, two, nine, seven, zero, eight, right now. We love to appreciate your financial support and donations. It keeps the ministry going. We're praying for you. Adonai Ministries. Transforming lives through the kingdom of God.
is stronger now. I feel 